Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons, 1380 KLIZ, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. And now uh, proud to be on Podcast One and iTunes as well. Chris Foley back from his adventures in the uh, great southeast, Augusta. So uh, we talked to you Friday. Last time we talked to you was well, sure it's Saturday. We talked uh, uh, Friday Friday morning, basically. The, uh, the first groups were just going out on Friday morning. So uh, let's uh, pick it up there and... Uh, your Augusta experiences uh, for the rest of the weekend, maybe. Well, it was uh, as per usual. It was a, it was a great finish to the event, and boy, some it, it, you know it's funny. There's just there's some great play. I mean, Patrick Reed. Uh, I didn't think he would uh, would hang in there by any means, but boy, you know he the 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 bigger the occasion, the better he plays. You know, and it seems uh, like it. Yeah. Uh, if you just go back to and look at his his the two Ryder Cups he's played in, and the outstanding plays had in those. Uh, that should have been an indication of how how he was going to play. Um, you know, that being said, Rory McIlroy did not give him put much pressure on him uh, playing together. Uh, unfortunately, Rory just played terrible and got off to a, just a terrible start on one there, and um, seemed very shaken after that, and didn't putt well, didn't drive it well. Uh, unusual. For, for Rory and considering the week he was having, and especially the day he had on Saturday. But uh, uh, just a great tournament. Uh, you know, Thursday was extremely hard. Uh, Friday, uh, golf course was maybe a little easier. Uh, definitely a lot more, you know, opportunity to go out and get it. Saturday was a, a you know, you know, kind of a, a rainy day. Uh, not a lot of rain on the on the golf course, but uh, a lot of moisture in the air. And, um, you know, some pretty good scores on Saturday. And then Sunday, the golf course was very gettable. And, uh, you know, they set it up to, to create some excitement. And um, there were some great scores out there. Gosh, it, it, it was so much fun watching Spieth, Spieth and uh, Fowler come down the stretch. Played some tremendous golf. Uh, and Patrick Reed was just just very steady, and um, you know he he was in the driver's seat, and every time Fowler or Spieth made a move, he uh, it was kind of counterpunch, and yeah. he um, it was great insight his interview in that uh, you know he he was watching the scoreboard the whole day uh, and knew exactly where he st- stood, and uh, you know being behind you know being uh, in the final group. He he just had a self belief that uh, you know when like when Spieth when Spieth birdied uh, twelve and thirteen he saw it and he, you know he said well I'm I'm still uh, I haven't got to play those I holes haven't gotten yet, I haven't gotten thing. to play those holes yet so yeah it was uh, there was no panic in in Reed that's for sure yeah he had some big putts well when he made that birdie on twelve uh, he lipped out the putt on eleven the par four about a four footer. That tough part, he made a great chip. He hit it in the woods off the tee, chipped out, and then chipped it to about four feet and then missed the putt and made bogey. And I thought, you know, maybe he was leaking oil then. But then he birdied 12, which uh, it seems like when you birdie 12 on the final day, that tough par three, you know. Yeah. Then he kind of got control back. Yeah. If you (laughs) – I, I, I said to the, the guys I was watching with, I, I thought if, if Spieth could play Amen Corner one under, which he, I don't think he's done in any, as, as good as he's played in the Masters, and nobody's got a better record, if he could play Amen Corner in one under, he was kind of probably going to win. Uh, he played it in two under. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, birdies 12. But, you know, I haven't seen the stat, but for the day, gosh, I, I don't think there were more than a handful of birdies on 12 on Sunday. And uh, it, it's pretty rare that, that anybody birdies that hole. But, uh, yeah, when, when, when Reed made the birdie on 12, it was kind of like, mm, this is – this is going to be a horse race here, and he's he's going to come in pretty strong. But uh, yeah, for him, for him to shoot uh, f- shoot f- four under on, or th- yeah, I think four under on the back nine without birdieing thirteen or fifteen is is pretty impressive too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And Ricky was playing great down the stretch. I think four birdies in the last six or seven holes, and it was so gettable, like you're saying. Uh, I mean, even Phil, who couldn't find a, couldn't find his. Uh, you know, with both hands, uh, a couple yeah. of days, he shoots sixty-seven on Sunday, and in between, out of seventy-nine, I think one day. Yeah. But uh, that's just one example. There's a whole bunch of guys that shot five and six under at different times during the four days, which is pretty rare at Augusta. Yes. And, and there was, I think, twenty, maybe twenty-eight guys, even par or better. That's got to be as big a field ever as as broken par there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think on last show I ta- we talked about. Uh, having a conversation with david graham who does uh, uh a lot of the helps with a lot of the course setup and he 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 said traditionally they they set up the the golf course is set up its most difficult thursday and friday and then then sunday they they want to see excitement they yeah. want they want uh they want low scoring and excitement on sunday so um they set it up to 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 be able to score, but uh, you know, talking about Fowler, I, I, I'll tell you, I, he he may be one of, the, or I think he is the best short putter in the game. Um, you know, any anything's inside of about four feet, the ball never even looks like it's not going in the hole. Yeah, uh, it, it's rare that he misses one, and I I didn't see him miss one, but uh, um, you know, everybody else in the field. Those putts are everybody looks shaky on, but Fowler, every ball just looks like it's going in the hole. And those three guys at the top this week: Reed, Fowler, and Spieth. If Rom or McElroy or Bubba had putted anywhere near like those guys putted, they would have won. Because yeah. I mean, McElroy is missing. I mean, he had eagle putts and birdie putts to start the day, and when he didn't make them, you know, Patrick had his uh, had his enough breathing room to at least eliminate Rory. He still had Fowler and Spieth coming, but <laughs> yeah. When when McRoy missed the the short one on uh, on number two on uh, on Sunday, it, he, I think the the wind went out of his sails, and there he he, he really didn't. Uh, he never got the momentum back after that, and that that was a, that was a very difficult putt for a. It was probably three and a half feet, uh, but he does not putt downhill left to right putts well. The, you rarely see – he may miss the hole by a foot on a downhill <laughs> left to right. So um. It was fun. It was uh, Everybody, I think, around the country was engaged. We talked about the Tiger Factor last week, which just elevates everything. And uh, uh, everybody wants Tiger to get back in the mix and be right there on Sundays at Majors. And I think it'll happen. But he's got a lot of work to do, especially uh, driver and – I mean, he's making mistakes he didn't used to make, but that's all. He, he's only been playing for a few months. Yeah, he he really he does not have many rounds in yet. Um, yeah. His iron play was very he, – he actually drove it, I think, okay at Augusta. Uh, his iron play was very poor. His distance control 
was uh, very untiger like. He had just hit a lot of really loose iron shots, which is uh, even when he's not you know not driving the ball, his iron play is normally really really good. But his short game was short game was really good at Augusta, so um, I, I think we're going to see Tiger play some really good golf this year. Um, you know the 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 downside of Tiger, he, he's playing in the hardest tournaments. You know he's playing the hardest golf courses with the 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 best fields. Right. So it's not like he's he's playing a playing any of the the you know kind of the second tier events. So right. Uh, but we 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 I th- I really think we'll see Tiger win here and over the next couple of months. We're going to sit down and have a chat with uh, Drake Smith, golf uh, performance coach. And uh, this time of year, that's good for all of us. Kind of what Chris helps us out with as well. So good to get some input from those two guys. That's coming up. We'll have the 19th hole sponsored by Tito's in our uh, last segment of the show. And you're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. And uh, now on Podcast One and iTunes. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and coming soon to a Podcast One, which we're excited about. I think uh, in the next couple of weeks we'll be up and running on Podcast One. Chris, special guest uh, with us. Some of us aren't in the as good of physical condition as we should be, and your guest can maybe help <laughs> us out. Well, hopefully. Yeah, I want to welcome to the show Drake Smith. Drake is... Uh, a golf fitness expert in the Twin Cities, and we've got some mutual clients we work with, including my daughter, and who's done great things with. And uh, Drake, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, thanks. Great to have you on. We're uh, we're hopefully very close to the golf season here in Minnesota. <laughs> and uh, kidding. you know, I just wanted to ha- wanted to have you on the show. I, a lot of our listeners have uh, they haven't picked up a club since September. And uh, may have not been to the gym since September or done anything physical, and wanted to get you on the show. And what what are some things that we can do to get these guys prepared for the golf season in a in a short order, kind of cramming, so to speak? <laughs> sure, sure. So I think maybe what we can focus on is you know at this point in my career, I've literally screened hundreds, if not well over a thousand golfers, and. You know, and almost 95% of people, including your daughter and, and our other clients who are, you know, uh, seasoned vets or, or elite juniors, um, the things I see the most um, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm watching a golfer move or when I'm putting them through the screen is, is most people do not fire their rear end very well. Um, you know, Tiger kind of made it famous when he hurt his back and, said that his glutes weren't firing and everyone made fun of him but um he was right and and so if you haven't picked up a golf club in, in a long time if you've just been you know in minnesota up here we work a lot in the winter time and we don't play and then we play hard in the, in the summer you know what i see most of the times is, is people come in and 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 their glutes aren't firing very well um their upper back is kind of locked up because or you know the thoracic uh, part of your back is locked up where the rotation in the upper body needs to happen. Just usually nothing more from just sitting at a desk or traveling or, or whatever, just our common patterns. The other two areas that I see a lot, and they're kind of related, but would be how you move your pelvis if you're able to, to stabilize your pelvis, um, and as well as your basically everyone you know thinks they have tight hips, and we do, but 
you know, we focus a lot on, on the hip flexors, but a lot of times in the golf swing, what is, what is really affecting the golf swing is, is the, the rotary muscles of the hips, the hips, the muscles that allow us to kind of turn into the right side and turn on the left side without, you know, swaying or sliding like, like a lot of people do. So, um, just recognizing that those are problem areas for pretty much everyone helps me start the conversation on how we can move forward with a, with a solution. So, And, you know, Drake, one, one of the things that I always, when my clients come to me and say, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna start working out or I'm going to go into the gym. And I always ask them what their plan is. And, and most people don't have a plan. Uh, you know, they go in and do some cardio and work their way around the circuits or whatever it is. But, you know, if, if you're going to work out and you want to get, you know, you want it to benefit your golf game, you really should do things specifically for golf. And uh, tell us about the type – tell us how you assess somebody. What, what do you do to, to make sure that, they, that they're doing the right things to benefit their golf game? Uh, my process is I, I always start with a physical assessment, and, and many people might have heard of the Titles Performance Institute. I use um, – I have all their certifications, and I've, I've been through their programs, and I use their, um, their movement assessment, which is basically scientifically correlated to how we move throughout the golf swing and helps flesh out insufficiencies in your body that, that are usually big predictors to what you're doing in your golf swing. Um, and so – that's why, you know, that's kind of why I went with generics here because, you know, the four areas that I see is people most have the most problems. Like, yes, you want to you want to do um, specific things to target the specific areas that you are struggling with, and 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 that can is different for everyone um, at all levels. And so, yeah, when someone's coming to see me, we're just we're just seeing where they're at. And then we're building a plan out from there, and then then we attack those, and and you know we try to get some quick wins and and get their bodies back to function, and that way when they come to you, they're able to make the swing changes easier. Well, it's it's um, it, it makes a huge difference, and I'm always amazed because you know if somebody, let's say, I've been struggling with somebody on a certain aspect of of their golf swing, and. Um, you know, they go with you and get an assessment and and get on a plan and do the workout. How much quicker those swing changes become because they can, you know, they either have the strength or the flexibility to to be able to make the swing changes or make a more efficient swing. So it's it's great stuff. Drake, we hear a lot about uh, swing speed, of course. If you're a golf fan and watch the tour, and uh, uh, have you seen? Uh, just kind of generally speaking, kind of like we're doing, when you get a, a guy like me, maybe not in the in the best shape he should be, but uh, can you increase that swing speed over time? I would guess you probably can. Yeah, yes. Most people who are we call underconditioned, um, and not necessarily in bad <laughs> I like shape, it. <laughs> not 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 in bad shape, but maybe not in golf shape. Um, you will see some swing speed increases um, just from doing. You know, you're kind of your beginner protocol. That's honestly never my goal um, because what I want to make sure is that you're strong enough and mobile enough to control the speed. Yeah. And that way you that way you don't get hurt. Um, you know, case in point, I sat in the room with one of Roy, one of Roy McElroy's trainers um, at Titles Performance, and they were talking about his hip speed, and this is back when he was putting on all the weight. And he's taken a lot of flack, but 
but his hip speed, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's something like they move, like tour averages maybe 650 degrees per second, and his is almost 800. Wow. And so he's a perfect example of someone who was breaking down because he was unable to control his speed, and that's why they put all the muscle on him. So he was heavier, and he was able to, you know, basically use his his new weight to create easier speeds. And and so there's an example where there's a guy that hits it, you know, one of the farthest on tour, um, and he was breaking down at a very early age because he was unable to control it. So I always, when I'm working with anybody, my whole goal is to make them mobile and stable, which usually will increase speed for most people, um, and then speed really comes at the end. And, and because you want to be in a position where you can control it. So, yeah. Stable, yeah. Balance is such an important part of the golf swing. I'm sure that's just, uh, uh, like you say, right up there at the top. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, and now on Podcast One and iTunes. Back to our conversation now with Drake Smith, golf fitness coach. Drake, one one of the things that I always enjoy about your social media is some of the things that you post on nutrition. That's a big part of what you do as well. And um, you know, one of the things that I I find is so many players eat so poorly on the golf course. You know, it's the a, a couple beers to start off and a hot dog at the turn, and you know, a, a couple cocktails for the back nine, and that that's not necessarily conducive to good golf. What uh, what are your recommendations on how you eat? How often should you eat on the golf course? How do you hydrate? All those things. Um, well, let's start with hydration. So hydration starts, you know, if, if performance is really your goal out on the golf course and you're going out, you know, to try to play your best, but hydration starts, you know, at least one, if not two days before you're going to be playing. Um and if you're playing every day or multiple times a week, then it becomes really important to make it a focus every day. Um, the best thing to hydrate is honestly water. Like things like diet sodas and sports drinks and all that kind of stuff, they have they just have a bunch of garbage in them that aren't aren't the best. Um, so most people can get away with water. If, you, if you're a higher level athlete, you're going to be out practicing in the sun all day. I always recommend adding some like some sea salt to your water. Um, you shouldn't be able to taste it, just a little bit of pinch, um, just to kind of add those, ele- those electrolytes. Um, when it comes to nutrition, yeah, most golfers, like, you know, we're coming around to where golfers are being seen as athletes and they're, they're starting to treat themselves more such, but, you know, nutrition and golf is definitely a big hole <laughs> for most people. Um, you know, on the course, I like things like nuts, um, like just a, like a trail mix. Um, it's for me, it's all about kind of balancing your blood sugar on the golf course. You don't, you don't have those kind of moments where you get hangry and like you become angry and your blood sugar drops and you, you know, your performance is going to drop off at the end of the round. Um, if you're in that position. So Chris, you and I have a mutual, a mutual client who I caddied for in a PJ tour event. And one thing I did for him is, I started on the first hole and I circled every other hole on the scorecard. And then I put a box around every third hole. And that reminded me just to basically feed and water him. So I, so the water was every other hole and the feeding was about every three holes. And, you know, it just looks like maybe drinking a quarter bottle of water and, and a handful of nuts. 
um, just to kind of keep that energy up. Yeah. And, uh, and, but when you're out there and you're under the gun and you're playing golf and you forget about that stuff. So I always like to mark it on my scorecard just to remind myself to, to get it in. Yeah, that's it, a great make, idea. it will make a huge difference the last three or four holes for sure. Sure. I, you know, I, I personally, I'm a big water drinker. I drink a lot of water, but a lot of people, for whatever reason, don't like water. You know, what what are there things that you can add to the water that give it a better f- taste or whatever that that are good for you? That rather than you know the sports drinks, which really are not very good for you. Uh, gosh, I mean, you could add lemon or some sort of fruit. Well, this is where the, the trainer in me that works with some of our higher-level athletes comes in and be, what's your goal? If your goal is performance, drink water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I understand not wanting to drink water all day. You could do um, some of those LaCroix drinks, like the soda water type stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Um, but even those those flavored waters and stuff, they just have a they have a bunch of stuff in them that honestly have been proven to... to kind of impair you cognitively and that's the last thing you want how, how about is there anything to the to mineral water is, is that is mineral water better for that's you than... what we're, we're talking about right the the soda water type mm-hmm. stuff is that what we're, yeah i don't like uh iceland or whatever that <laughs> you know that's that's not necessarily doesn't have a fizz to it but it's uh i can't think of the name of it now but uh you know they say that maybe that that's even better for you than regular water Gosh, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I would just say, just drink water. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it's going to be one of the biggest things. I I try to remember the stat, but it, it's substantial. Just a 1% to 2% uh, dehydration level in you is a severe drop-off in performance. And you'll see it. You're, you know, your, your nervous system won't fire your muscles like it should. Uh, you won't think well and, and all that. And then that's the last thing you want when you're, you know, competing or just trying to play your best golf. Yeah, right. Have you seen the trend, Drake, and uh, your your clients? So, uh, you know, the Rory's and uh, Dustin, and it all kind of started with Tiger. They're just in incredible physical shape. And uh, more of your uh, clients are wanting to be in really, really good shape and, and have the golf performance. Yeah, I mean, that's the fun thing for me is is when these kids and even these, you know, like, adults come to me and they're inspired by tiger because he looks like an athlete they you know it's no longer the days of you know the guy smoking and drinking scotch you know (laughs) weight weight room and nutrition and you know like yeah i mean that's that's my dream client is the client who wants wants it all and wants to push them their bodies and their games to the next level Oh, that's awesome. Well, Drake, that's great stuff. You uh, you mentioned off here that you were going to put that you'd like to put something together for our listeners that you're you're going to post on your on your Instagram or on social media. Is that kind of? Yeah, I'll put together I'll put together a short little workout that you can do to kind of address some of the areas that I, I talked about that I see with most people. Um, and, you know, it shouldn't take longer than five to ten minutes a day. Awesome. Um, you can go to drakesmithgolf.com or you can hit me up. Uh, uh, Drake Smith Golf on Instagram, and uh, I'll, I'll put an opt-in uh, sheet on my webpage, or, or just uh, direct message me on Instagram, and I'll be happy to send it out. Awesome. Well, Drake, we really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, sounds great.
Drake Smith taking care of our golf fitness, which is uh, so important. We still have a little time left to get into shape. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Enjoy that, and also now on Podcast One and iTunes. Happy to be there as well. Uh, we want to thank our guest, Drake Smith, golf professional, our golf performance coach, I should say. And uh, Chris, um, with the weather here this spring, and uh, people can still come to you for some golf performance advice <laughs> before we ever get outside, evidently. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, unfortunately, right now, we're kind of out of business because <laughs> our simulator's down. So they had to take that down to get the golf shop up and running. But, sure. Uh, um, you know, it, it's uh, you can still do a lot to get your game uh, get ready, and um, you know, for instance, our, the the boys and girls high school teams have been doing a lot of short game work and uh, working on you know if you got something that you can put on a a putting mat or you know even you know nice smooth carpet, you can always work on uh, distance control, you know your your direction. And, uh, you know, the more time you spend on distance control, and Augusta National is very evident, the Masters, that how important distance control is. That's um, really what putting all comes down to, and it doesn't matter what, uh, uh, what you're putting on. If you can get good at developing a feel for distance and then adjusting to day-to-day from the, to the speed of the greens you're playing you're going to play better golf and uh you're going to make more makeable putts and you're going to eliminate three putts so uh the more you can do that the better you get and then you know just uh get a club in your hands every day and 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 make swings and uh it not only gets your 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 golf muscles loosened up but uh you know if you make precise practice swings and if you're working on something in your game um I always tell people making a hundred slow motion practice swings is the equivalent of about hitting three hundred range balls. Plus, you never hit a bad shot. How slow you know? on the uh, on the slow motion? Um, you know, when you're making slow motion practice swings, you know, really slow. The slower, the better. And you know, if you can if you can make a swing, for instance, and kind of make a do it to a ten count, where you're back and maybe you know five, and then. The the forward swing in five, that that might that would be a pretty good uh, pretty good pace for you. I would guess for a lot of us, so you and I had a lesson not too long ago, and uh, uh, you adjusted my grip a little bit, so it would be uh, ideal to swing with that grip a hundred times a day and yeah. just uh, get back to where you're kind of comfortable with the. Uh, well, it's a relatively new grip for me, a few years old, but I, I have a tendency to. Let it slide back uh, yeah. to my older grip if I'm not careful, which uh, we noticed. Yeah, even if you know, even if you keep a golf club in your office and you're talking on the phone and grab that club and just you know work on that grip or getting a club in your hands, it's um, uh, if you can get a club in your hands every day, it makes a difference. Yeah, like you're saying, I and you never, I just hit another one 18 inches away. That's right, time <laughs> after time. That's good. <laughs> Well, here's a guy who had a little fun with golf. Uh, Patrick Reed, of course, he had a little fun. He took home $1.9 million. But how about this uh, young golf fan? Drew Matthews took home a million dollars in prize money for betting on the tournament. He entered the DraftKings Masters Millionaire Maker. I didn't know about this one. Uh, he allowed him to set his fantasy lineup before the tournament started. Well, that's how it works. If you set it after, you'd win a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Uh, 
couldn't watch the Masters much with a close eye because he got married on Friday. Had to deal with, of course, the uh, the wedding and everything that weekend. And his lineup uh, won the jackpot, and he took home a million bucks. That's impressive. Yeah. You know, I, honey, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> we just won a million dollars. His uh, his honeymoon just got upgraded. I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we do this every weekend? <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, the tournament shifts to uh, Heritage this week. Hilton had Sea uh, Palms. Uh, your good friend George Bryan, who he spent some time at Augusta with, following his son around Wesley, he won there last year and uh, kind of cemented his. Uh, time on tour for at least a couple of years. Yeah, so Wesley's the defending champion. And uh, I'll tell you, it, Wesley did not make the cut uh, last week, but he is playing extremely well. And uh, he is swinging the driver really well. He uh, played played a practice run with Bubba Watson, and Bubba is traditionally 30, 40 yards past Wesley. And Wesley's not short by any means, but uh, Wesley had it right next to him all day in the practice round and uh he's he's really swinging it well he he, he took five weeks off uh kind of against the advice of uh kind of his team that he took five weeks off to to work on his golf game and prepare for augusta and um i think we're going to see some big things from wesley in the in the uh, in the coming months he was really gearing towards uh you know to augusta in, in the the major part of the season here so uh should see good things defending his championship there at uh at hilton head i know you like this tournament it's kind of a chance for the guys to exhale and uh they all build their games around the four majors and maybe especially the Masters. So the, the tension level is probably as high as it ever is during the course of the year. And then they get to go to Hilton Head and really relax and have a good time. Yeah, it's a real family-oriented event. A lot of guys bring their families with them. And uh, it's a great venue. The golf course is um, you know, one of the older golf courses on the PGA Tour. Uh, it's a, a Pete Dye, Jack Nicklaus design, one of... One, it was actually the first golf course that Jack Nicklaus helped uh, help design and kind of launched his architecture career. Uh, but it's a great venue, um, great location, and uh, as they say, the start of sundress season on the PGA Tour. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, 19th hole, Tito's Handmade Vodka sponsors our 19th hole events, and uh, nice to have them back with us. And uh, we had kind of a... We wanted to talk about uh, maybe a 19th hole that you ran into this weekend uh, while you're at uh, in Augusta, Georgia. Well, one, one of the, probably the best place to hang out outside of the tournament, Augusta, is uh, is Augusta Country Club, which is right next door, and uh, they have a fantastic patio that overlooks the golf course, and uh, really one of the kind of the hot spots in in Augusta during the tournament. It's really a who's who in the world of golf. Uh, that you see there, but they uh, they have a uh, their kind of their signature drink is called the Velvet Hammer, and uh, actually made with Tito's handmade vodka. Okay, nice. So it, the the Velvet Hammer is uh, uh, I I pried the recipe out of them. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's By, uh, Byersville ice cream, uh, Kua and Tito's handmade vodka. Okay, and uh, it's kind of like a a milkshake and. Delicious. A delicious milkshake, yeah. yeah. That sounds all right. <laughs> so as we ponder, Chris, we get to the end of this uh, this week's show. You're back from Augusta and uh, all of us here in the Brainerd Lakes area pondering how much snow we're going to get this weekend. And you were just telling me uh, 
it's uh, it's 99 degrees where you're headed yeah. palm springs one uh, one file on a trip to the desert for the winter and uh, nice timing by the way yeah the timing is good i <laughs> kind of feel guilty saying that but, kind of uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, getting out out of town one more time, and then uh, I'm really hoping that when I get back, we're uh, we're ready to hit the ground running here. Everybody in the Brainerd's Lake area deserves uh, a little spring here and uh, get the the golf season off to a great start. So, all right, Chris, thanks for taking the time. Thank you, man. Busy this week. Uh, you've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, 1380 KLIZ, and now streaming at Podcast One and also lakeswoodsandirons.com.